you could do the shit the undercover cops do and like pretend simulate taking a hit off the chillum Welcome to Dead Tour Tales. As we approach the final tour for Dead & Company, summer 2023, we wanted to document the experiences of fellow deadheads and tourheads we've met along the way, including some of the legendary figures who've played a larger part in keeping the wheel of the Grateful Dead experience and culture rolling. We've met some pretty cool friends and characters along the way, and we felt this was a good opportunity to sit down, shoot the shit, and share with you some tales, both adventuresome and sometimes tragic, and usually psychedelic. Buckle up, kids. It's Dead Tour Tales time. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Detour Tales. Thanks for tuning in. We're glad you're here. Uh, we got another fun one for you today. We have uh, our friend Dave Mannheim of the Dopey Podcast back in the studio with us for round two. Uh, Dave's a lot of fun to hang out with and talk with. So we, uh, we get a, we get to shoot the shit for a bit. We uh, we get to hear about Dave's love for Bobby and Donna and Brent. Uh, we get uh, we talk sobriety. Do a, do a short dive into Wharf Rat community, and I'm pretty sure we even get a committal from Dave to show up at the City Field shows and help us sell T-shirts at the booth and uh, talked him into wearing a pair of Bobby short shorts and dancing for the show. So we'll see if we can hold him to it. All right. <clears throat> Buckle up. Here we go. Dave Mannheim, part two. Oh, if you haven't had a chance, check out Dave's podcast. If you want to see how the professionals do it, uh, check out Dopey Podcast. It's seriously one of the best podcasts out there. He's really passionate about it and does a, a great job and just a natural fit. So uh, Dopey Podcast, check it out. Trust me, it's, it's worth a look. All right. I'm growing uh, I'm growing it. I'm growing it like Bobby. So where, or at least, where uh, do we... At least until Megan threatens to divorce <laughs> me, which might be soon. Where did we drop off? Um I w- we're I talking about your, your 16 years. No, no, he had 17 years. And then we were talking about shows. Okay. All right. Good. All right. Right. Dave, uh, Dave was asking if I get to a lot of shows. Just a few. Uh, a few. I, I mean, I, I try to be, I have to be more selective because, uh, you know, it's, I have to weigh out, do I leave my wife and daughter to go to a show? Right. And it's like, leave my wife with all the responsibility of caring for our 15 month old daughter or, and also mm. I just love to hang out with my wife and daughter. You know, so I'm kind of caught in this. I don't really go to shows for pleasure at the moment. I go if I can justify it that I'm going to vend, right? Like, and that hasn't been very profitable lately. So now I'm like, what? Like, there's Dark Star Orchestra is playing two nights at the Warfield uh, this Friday and Saturday. And I'm probably not going to go. I'm definitely not going on Saturday because it's my wife's birthday. <laughs> uh, Smart move. So, you know, that would be, yeah, that would be grounds for divorce. Uh, and I was going to go Friday, but you know what? I got to pick up my daughter uh, from daycare, you know, at like quarter to four. And then by the time I shoot up to the city and it's like, and the Warfield hasn't proved, especially during wintertime, hasn't proven to be a good vending spot. It's in a you bunch know, of traffic no on the way up. to be made, so... 
yeah. So it's like, okay, I drive an hour and 20 minutes to get there. And then I drive an hour and 20 minutes home after the show and I'm exhausted. And then I got to get up, you know, at six 30 in the morning with my daughter. So it's just, it's a lot. And so I feel weird about that. And then there's other non grateful dead related shows that I would like to go to also. And I just, yeah, I have to weigh out priorities, you know, and then, but then there's like sometimes when I have to go, to shows or festivals for business. So it's like, I'm always having to weigh out, justify going to shows. What about you? Are you getting to shows at all? No, I, I, I go as, I go very little, uh, which is great. You know, I mean, cause like that was something you, you we were talking about beforehand, like, like going to shows sober, like I get bored. Like I get bored at shows if I'm hmm. not, I mean, I haven't used in years, obviously in seven years, but I used to love getting fucked up at shows. Yeah. Like, and if I got bored, I would just get more fucked up. And I, and that was the, whatever I wasn't doing, I was doing that. If I was, I was seeking out drugs or doing them or like high, yeah. you know, uh, I find that, uh, I get so, I mean, like, I don't know. I went to see, uh, Joe Russo almost dead last summer. Uh, at uh, the Great South Bay, it was the first time we ever saw the band, and they were good. They're really you know, good. They were really good. We had fun, but we but they they like we saw Galactic played. I feel like I feel like Mo played, uh, but I got fucking I got so bored. Like I, it's just too long of a day. Like what the hell are we doing? You know. And then and then Jay Russo was kicking. With, he was it was a really good show. But then it was too late. My kids had to go to bed. We left in mm. the middle. Yeah, you know, and and you got to you got to hand it to the 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 Bobby singer and Jay Russo is probably better than uh than Bobby himself. It's pretty. It's pretty <laughs> they amazing. are they I'm are gonna, awesome. I'm gonna, um, I, I love Jay. Right. I'm gonna I'm gonna start a tally. I'm gonna start, like a little tally of all the Bobby all the Bobby yeah. slams all the little Bobby dicks, Right. I think uh, I finally accepted gonna come on dopey i think i had I, I i finally accepted it i think the first time i was on your guys pod podcast so now i'm like living with it and uh and working through the grief it's just and gonna be I, karma I can... now that now after the, the episode airs uh he's gonna be on, on your podcast and it, you know which he could, he has some fodder that he could talk about i don't know if he talks about that much you know but uh his incident in what was it Mexico, wherever that show was, where he fell off the, the chair and whatever. I don't need to speak Bobby's things, but when he had a struggle, when he had sh- his shoulder surgery or whatever. The thing I want to talk about is like there was a story about him, like taking a ton of acid and like rollerblading through a hotel lobby or something. It was like a great like carefree Bobby story. Was he like I want to talk about. I'm sure he's wearing the the short shorts. the short shorts. Yeah, and uh, I think that um, you know, it's like when you listen to them talk about him, he was like, like, like Sam Cutler and Steve Parrish, like they kind of have like this memory of him as as the most annoying person that ever lived, and now he's like (laughs) running the show. You know what I mean? So it's like they need to deal with the fact that now. He's in charge. He's, at the He's head not of the that table. annoying kid. Exactly. It's like it's like the kid. It's like uh, you know, it's like uh, the, the Game <laughs> of Thrones kid. You know, the, before he was the king, and it's like, what do we do? But uh, but 
Bobby also I heard showed up in Brooklyn the other day at uh, with J Rad uh, Dark Star. With, oh, with J Rad, yeah, yeah, yeah. With yeah. J Rad, was like the tenth birthday of Brooklyn Bowl or something. Yeah, I think right. He played with them. Yeah, yep. they invited me out, but I was like, I'm not interested yeah. in seeing the Bobby. So I'm not going. Bobby's Bobby's special. Bobby, guest. yeah, yeah. You know you. You mentioned something, Dave, that I, I, I totally relate to, and I'm sure Brandon does too, but, uh, you know, being sober at shows, uh, yeah, so especially a Grateful Dead-related show where there's hours of pre-gaming, right? There's a parking lot scene, yes. and there's things to yeah. do, and there's people getting fucked up, there's balloons, and yeah. people are drinking, and doing all yeah. kinds of drugs, and spun out, and it's a lot, and then, and then to have a sober consciousness it's a lot of energy bouncing around and there's, there's just a lot of chaos. Right. And, uh, I've, I've found, I've had a lot of time to reflect on, and I noticed it pretty early on in sobriety when I first started going to shows again, it's like, okay, this is very different from my previous experience of being on lot. Right. Like I was a tour kid, I was a lot kid and I, I was always doing something right. Like my awkward self, you know, uh, if I always had to have a, a beers in hand, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. I needed to be on the move, looking for drugs, doing drugs, selling drugs. It was always like I had to yeah. have a purpose, right? And now yeah. it's like I'm sober at a show. I don't have any purpose except seeing the music, but now I'm stone cold fucking sober. I feel awkward and uncomfortable. Yeah. And it's like, hey, buddy. I really feel like I fit so much <laughs> a part of this, right? Like, uh, I'm weird. So I found that was my like introduction into like vending, right? Like I had an opportunity to help a friend who was a vendor and like, I was like, okay, cool. This gives me an opportunity to participate in the scene that I love uh, and I can hang out, but I have a purpose now, right? Like I'm selling shit t-shirts and it's legal, right? And I'm sober and my friend is sober and you know what I mean? Uh, and I still have moments. That's interesting to me. What's interesting to me is it's like, I bet, and I don't know if this is something you could actually do or not, but I bet if you sought out sober people at these shows and you're like, listen, if you sell five shirts, I'll give you one. Everybody would do it. Oh yeah, yeah. Because it's it would it's, be it's some, such an activity. Yeah, it is do. an activity. Yeah. Like, hey man, come hang out at the booth, it's drink like, some I, coffee, I, let's do like, it. You know. Yeah, yeah. I think I just fucking wandered around that festival giving out dopey stickers. That's yeah, we gave how bored stickers. I was. You know, <laughs> but then you had a purpose, right? Then you have a purpose. I, you're I, doing I, something. You're participating, but it's a safe. It's a safe place to be it was such a it was such a weird self it felt like this weird self-centered purpose like i would love to go vend vending sounds like it's more the fun greatest thing well yeah you know, i was I well would you were allowed this, uh, you were invited to come as i remember to city field last year but oh my wife you'll, have, you'll have one one last final chance to, to to do it this this summer so you'll have to come out to city field and, and hang out with us and Help us sling some t-shirts. And we'll give you one if you sell five. Yeah, I think I will. I, th- I think I will. It, I think it, might, I will. it might just give you. Yeah, we'll give you. One. We got some white. My uh, birthday. Uh, it might give you a different perspective because I couldn't do it if I was to go. I couldn't just hang out all day around the lot. Like I want it. It doesn't interest me anymore. Part of it now is the fact that I'm, you know, 48 years old uh, and I don't party, so. Brandon and I've been talking about this lately too, right? Like there's, it's almost like we're, we're not a part of that good old boys club. And I don't want to say good old boys club, but like, I feel a disconnect sometimes, right? It's like, yeah. um, because you're sober, because I'm sober and, and there's not that natural bonding that occurs. And mostly it's, 
when I'm talking about like us trying to do business uh, uh, with certain entities, you know, in that world, uh, I just don't want to give away too much, but um, not having that natural bonding of partying together, right? Getting fucked it's up. It's funny. And- you could, you could do this shit. You could do this shit. The undercover cops do and like, pretend simulate taking a hit <laughs> off the chillum <laughs> but, yeah that's just that, like, that's funny um, oh exactly oh you're, god you're that's really good yeah that, that's, that's some remarkable <laughs> you have there i i think that, yeah i mean that's a lot you know because it's like it, it's like i i is there a big sober scene like a real there is scene, actually or it's yeah. like yeah all right, well then, but that's not good old boys style. No, well, we're well. I, I guess I'm more just referring to the business aspect of it, right? Like, yeah, there's, there's, yes, there are some sober folks that tour, and us being vendors touring, right? There's the day to day. I don't know. It's, I don't know how to fully describe it. I mean, you know, you go to a show. There's lots of people that go to a lot of those shows. You see a lot of the same faces over and over and over again. And then especially as a tour goes on, as the years goes, go on, you see if friendships grow and bonds grow. I'm not saying that there isn't with me or with us and others. I'm, I feel like I'm getting lost in it, but I'm going to try to dial it back a little. There's just a disconnect there, right? Like people are partying together. There's that bonding that occurs. Uh, we're not a part of that so much. No, we're not. We're kind of the outside. I don't want to be elusive, but, you know. But we're we're trying to get printing business for for this particular entity, and Brent and I are talking about this lately. I think that there's a struggle there with one of the persons higher up in this entity, uh, because there's no other than like, hey, let's do business. There's no natural interaction. Like, yes, yeah, so what? I go to shows and I vend and I have we have this business, and there's no natural like this person's getting all. This person's partying. I'm not partying. Where's I don't know. It's like it's like the, it's like the bankers. It's, it's, no, much, it. it's like the bankers going to the golf course. If you don't go to the golf course to work out the deals, right. you're missing out on the deals. Exactly. You know? Exactly. So I feel like there's a little bit of that happening sometimes, but it is what it is. Whatever, right? So there's other opportunities somewhere else, and that's fine. I don't want to be disingenuous. I get either, it. Right. So no, I mean, like, I think it's like. I mean, what are they going to do now that uh, they're not going to do this? Are they not doing it because Mayor doesn't want to do it? I have no idea. I mean, Mayor could be wanting to do his own thing. I mean, I think this was a big thing for him. He, I think he seems to have joy- enjoyed what he was doing. I mean, but... Well, then why I are they going to stop? That's a good because question. Rat Dog's I, not going to stop. I've heard different Ooh. theories. I've heard different theories. I don't think any of them ever expected it to go even as long as it has. Yeah. Uh, I've heard a perspective from some folks that have seen them lately, whether it was at Pitts or uh, I think it was at Pitts. They were talking about how they, the difference between seeing like, I think they were referring to Goose, who I've never even listened to, but they're all the rage right now, right? Uh, the way they have fun and interact on stage and they're stoked. And then it's like followed by Dead & Company, and it's like they're all just in their own separate worlds for the most part. It didn't really seem like they were vibing anymore. That's what somebody said to me. That was their perspective. Read into that or don't, whatever. I'm sure there's multiple reasons. Billy's health. Maybe Bobby wants to do something else, smaller stuff. I don't know. You know, It's a big production. 
I mean, it's a, it's a huge a, production a going Maybe. on those tours in their late seventies. Some of almost eighty. I mean, it's a lot of work. I mean, even with Bobby Maybe. being so fit, it's still a wear and tear. Yeah, yeah. Billy's heart's bad. You know, he's having to sit out more shows. Maybe some of them are growing a conscience about being in bed with Irv Azabov or whatever and Ticketmaster, right? Like that whole thing. Mayor's manager, who's the mayor of Den Company, is like has a major stake, if not most of the stake in Ticketmaster. So that seems like a total conflict of interest. And I don't know. Maybe there's conscious involved in that or not. I don't know. I doubt there's consciousness. <laughs> um, probably not. I truly doubt yeah, it's, it's consciousness. I, I think, and I and I think they would do it without Billy. I think Mayor's yeah. done, um, and, and or either that or Bobby wants to tour with Wolf Brothers instead. I think there's for whatever part reason. Of it. Yeah, he seems like he seems very enthusiastic about Wolf. I would suspect if I was a betting man, which I am not, that uh, after this is over. Uh, after a year of Wolf Brothers tours and a few Billy and the Kids shows and Planet Hard or whatever the hell he does, fucking Mickey. Uh, thank you. I would imagine that there will be a, a new incarnation, worse than the last. <laughs> well, it won't be Phil. That so would be my. Ima- I'm, I'm all about the Phil. Uh, what? It, it's interesting what you said. I about- asked my wife. I asked my wife if she wanted to go see Phil and. Uh, at the cap, uh, at the Capitol, and Man, Phil's a great go. show. I love what Phil. Phil is an amazing show, especially right now. It's like Wolf Brothers added horns. Phil's go. got horns now, right? He's got the horn section from the uh, Trey Anastasio band. I saw those Phil shows at the Warfield, and holy shit! I and I never actually went and watched it. Did you ever watch the Phil with uh, Jeff Tweedy show, the Philco show? No, no. I, I didn't. But I've heard it was good. See, that's I'm interested in. I don't need horns. I'm interested in fucking Jeff Tweedy. I'm yeah. interested in somebody singing the Jerry songs in a different way. I'm in. I mean, Mayor was a smoking guitar player. I'm interested in, in somebody who could sing the songs like O'Teal. They they should have had him sing more Jerry songs. But like, it's all about to. The, what, what, Billy's gonna die. Like Billy was my real slow down, slow down. target for dope. Slow down, Billy Kreutzman. Sorry, I'm excited. Yes. He was my dopey target. Like that. Do you read the book Deal? Oh yeah, yeah. That's a seriously dopey yeah, oh, book. Totally. And uh, and I and I, I'm pseudo connected to. I mean, pseudo connected in that he wrote me back nice. once. Uh, Benji Benji Eisen. Eisen. Yeah. And he and he seems like he. It's like I think if the stars aligned and a certain box of pastrami showed up at the right address <laughs> from Katz's he belly, he might make it. Ha- he Maybe. might what make it happen. But Ben. That'd be awesome. Billy doesn't want to do it. Like, I just need to go show. Like, you know, go. I mean, like, I'm a nut with this stuff. Show up in Kauai. I want Billy on the show. Make yeah, it happen. Yeah, that's what dude. I want to do. Because I, I want to show up. I want Billy on your show, too. Yeah. I don't think he would bring the truth, though. Do you think Billy uh, would bring the truth? I don't know. I, I feel like I some of those guys are guarded about a lot yeah, of stuff. Yeah, I mean, you know? there's. It's, yeah, I, I like Billy. I mean, you already had the get. I love it. awesome. I think you had the guest that's going to be the most forthcoming with information, and that was Steve Parrish. He's all about telling the stories. He wasn't that forthcoming. You know who was the most? Yeah, Mountain Girl. Mountain she Girl. said a lot. Um, no, I did listen to that. She that was the most. She was the most. She was the most forthcoming. Steve Parrish was 
kind of a total dick and i was such and i was like yeah, a fan yeah. of his somehow and he was like he was like an ass just, uh but i have his number maybe maybe i'll call him after this and see if i can get yeah, him back we're, he's he's just we're trying to get him on our podcast i too. think it's like i went and saw steven the asperate son in san luis obispo uh, last friday and i and a, a mutual friend had said hey you should be a, my friend's podcast you know and he said yeah okay i'm open to it tell him to contact me he said well he's going to be at your show in san luis obispo and he said, okay, tell him to look for me. Tell him to talk to me. And then I had another friend that was at the show backstage and said, hey, my friend is here, blah, blah, blah. He said, okay, cool. cool. Tell him to give me his card. I'll do his podcast. And then I talked to him after nice. the show from the stage because it was like fucking midnight and I'm exhausted. I'm like, I'm sober. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to bed. I'm tired. And I said, hey, Steve. And we talked from the stage a little bit. It got all weird. But somebody was like, dude, he was really nervous for that show. So whatever. I'm not going to take it personal. I also think night. that like what you were saying, what you were saying before applies with Steve in that he's such a stony, yeah, yeah, yeah. stony baloney. You know what I mean? Like he's, he's so, and I, and I love that. You know what I mean? And I'm, I, I, if I was still smoking weed, like I would be Steve Parrish's best friend. Like I would just like, he lives to yeah. smoke bud. And like, I think if you smoke a joint with Steve Parrish, yeah. he'll do anything with you. I think you have to, I think you have but to chill simulate <laughs> The uh, the chillum <laughs> with big Steve Parrish, but that, but I'm not willing to do <laughs> that. Chillum stimulation, right? I, no, I'm just kidding. I don't. I don't really yeah. think you should. He'd know. He would know. Yeah, big Steve would yeah. definitely know. Um, he would judge you for not yes. taking robust hits. <laughs> well, he has his. Uh, he has his own cannabis company now, right? Grizzly Peak or whatever. I know. Number one lesson, right, James? Number one lesson is with big Steve Parrish. Just, just keep going. Yeah. You'll get him. Try fifty yeah. times. You'll get him. Hundred percent. Fifty times. You'll get him. Well, my my friend is big. Is good friends with him, and uh, she's going to keep pushing for it. So, anyway. Yeah, it'll, it'll happen. happen. I know it'll. We're happen. No rush. We're in no rush. Um. So, do you have any plans for for seeing the final tour is coming up? Right, Den Company final tour. Whoop whoop whoop. Right, uh, big hype. I have no, no plans. plans of seeing the only shows. plans I have is to go. Yeah, go City see, Field. Go That's the plan. Guys. That's it. Listen, yeah. Brandon. I don't. I only want to go to see you guys, and I want to see. Uh, I want to see that oh, Warfrat. Don guy. Bryant. We should talk about Warfrats too, because we kind of alluded a little bit to that. So, but real quick, I do want to say, if, if Brandon and I slash Always a Who Studios slash Dead Tour Tales buys you, Dave Mannheim, a ticket for one of the shows or both shows at city field. Will you come with us? I know you'll come to the lot and hang out and sell, you know, five t-shirts for one. Will you come into the show with us and hang out? Can we get a confirmation on air? Yeah, but I might, I, yeah, I'll, yeah, but I might not be good company, right? I might complain. I might be like, Oh, well, that, God, that'll, be, a, that'll like, be, the best be the part. best part. Okay. We'll just record the whole thing and can, make it a we, show. Next question. Yeah, totally. We're going to do, try to do some live podcasting too. So that'll be, that'll be fun. You, you'll be on for a third time. It'll be perfect. Can we get you to dance? <laughs> Unprecedented. Unprecedented. Will you, will you dance? Will you dance? Go down. You yeah, will? I'll, yeah. Will? I'll, to- I'll totally, I'll okay. totally dance. Yeah. Awesome. I, yeah, sure. Okay. We got that on, on air. So last question about this. And then I want to talk about Warfrets. Uh, will you wear a pair of Bobby short shorts? If we get you some cutoff Daisy Dukes, will you rock them at the show? How short? Like, like Bobby, Bobby short. short? I could do. I might. I, I could do Bobby short. Any shorter, <laughs> yeah. I can't do Daisy okay. Dukes. 
I, no, I'm not wearing. Listen, I'm not dancing, and I'm not wearing shorts. Come on, you're dancing in short shorts in the front of the stage, and we're getting a big bird, big bird costume, but I want no I, tights. Did we get to tell the big? Nobody did cares. You tell the big bird. Nobody cares about. Yeah, we told Big Bird on the last know. last time, or was that on, I don't know. Was that on air? Was that on? That was on air. It was okay. You know what I want to talk about real quick? I just want to make sure we talk about this because we, we were I, when we first recorded Dead Tour Tales. I was, and I've been very negative about Bobby this episode too. And I don't, I didn't want to be negative about Bobby. So I want to take some time and I want to celebrate Bob right Weir on. together. Okay. And I want, I want to start with the ultimate, listen, nobody talks about this song, but for me, it's the fucking, maybe it's the greatest Bobby song that ever was. Kevin McCracken, if you want to come in on this, you can let me know. Fucking yes. beat it on down the line. Beat it on Love down it. the line. Early beat it on down yeah. the line. So that's a fucking rock. That's a that's a, like a traditional, right? That's a cover of like a traditional because that's not a Grateful Dead original. But uh, who wrote it? I don't know. Let's Google it real it? quick. But um, yeah, that's one of my. I love all those. Well, just like those traditional and land. a lot of those bluesy like Big Railroad, Promised Land is Chuck yep. Berry. I love his. I love. I love his Promised Land. I, but beat it on down the line. He just delivers that song in a very special way. Um, who wrote it though? I want to know. Jesse Fuller. Jesse Fuller. I don't know who Jesse Fuller is, a, but that's a, who wrote "Beat It On Down." The line. I do. He wrote. Uh, Jesse Fuller wrote a really, really. Um, he wrote uh, "San Francisco Bay Blues." You know, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to San Francisco Bay. Seriously? Yeah, I'm on an ocean liner. Oh, my mind away. Yeah, that's fine. Wow. Yeah. Wrong one in San Francisco Bay. Yeah, that's wow. Good, good um, musical knowledge. Right, let's, let's, let's talk. Real quick, I just want to acknowledge your, your uh, taking a moment to kind of dial it back with, with Bobby. Yeah, celebrate Bob Bobby. Weir with us. Celebrate. Celebrating Bobby. It's yeah. a celebration. We do, yeah. <laughs> we do realize that at least partially in jest, right? You're making fun of Bobby, maybe about twenty percent, or am I being generous with your when when I say when, when I'm, you're busting when I'm, Bobby's balls when I'm celebrating when, or when, when I'm you're be- busting his balls? No, it's a hundred percent, hundred percent busting his balls. Zero jest in that. Hundred percent. Zero jest. Zero. How much? How much, how zero much is jest in celebrating him? Where? All right. 100% okay. Cool. So it's the yin yang plus his balls celebrating at the same time. That's fair. It's, it's like a roast. That's fair. Brandon, yes. you know me. Like you, you, when yes. I, I'm very, very yes, serious. Yes, very serious. The many, serious many conversations we've had over episodes that had not been released yet. Yes, yes, very serious person about everything. About 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 Bobby though. We've talked. We've talked about. I'm a very serious. I mean, like, listen. I like to have fun. But my, oh, yes. I, I take my opinions very Stay seriously. Yes. And, but it, but it's also it, it's a well, huge character defect. Like this, this, this well, thing is a have huge a code. character defect. Is it's it a fucker, why, why does it have to be a defect? It's just it's a, a, it's maybe a, it's just a personality trait. Who's judging it's a, if it's a bad a, a bad thing or not? Does it get you into trouble? Do you? Hurt it's a problem with it <laughs> you get bobby it? i'll never i can I'll promise you bobby's you know, feelings like, are not hurt by your opinion <laughs> of him right i don't know I, I bet you at night he's got a voodoo doll of me and he's <laughs> brandon has one um, all right let's talk okay 
Let's talk. Let's <laughs> what? Brandon? That's why you're not sleeping at night. Remember? Yeah. Well, that's because I, I keep good. giving you I'm stuff to fall well. asleep. And your your old doll. It's like an acupuncture yeah. voodoo yeah. doll. Like all day, poor day. Give me. Shoot. He, he massages <laughs> your voodoo doll's shoulder. It's like that meme on, on that, that meme out there with uh, shooting animals with ketamine. That's <laughs> good. Someone dressed up as a lion. <laughs> oh, I love that. Oh my oh, god! It's like no, that'd be my free lapse if you get. If, oh no, it's it's. Uh, I think yeah, it's, like, oh. it's that Leonardo DiCaprio from yeah. Yeah, face. And he's like dressed as a lion, looking to get <laughs> shot with a ketamine dart. Yeah, it's it's like the funniest thing I've ever seen. I say every time I see it, I'm like, "Oh but, man!" So, if you had a free lapse, what would it be? I mean, I don't even like entertaining that that uh, that thought. But oh man, I think number one, I think would be like a lot of nitrous. Really? Nitrous would be number one. I just. I wish it could be everlasting nitrous, but yeah, I think I'm going to go to the dentist this week. Just to get I think I'm going to get a root canal. I'm going to uh, sign myself up for a root canal. <laughs> I would, I would pick nitrous first, then benzo. Wow. Then uh, I, uh, someone slipped me a benzo. Like if you gave the voodoo doll a little, little benzo, like that would be all right. Like I, I could go for that. I, I'm like, a very yeah, yeah, I understand. Person. Me too. So I would say nitrous. You want that wah, 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 right? wah, wah. Uh, I would go nitrous. Oh, I would it's love like that. Days I would, on fucking... <laughs> I would love that. I would just keep doing more of that. That feels pretty I good I think right when there. we do post-production on this episode, I, I think I'm going to have Kevin add in <laughs> just a, uh, a low-level yeah, nitrous hiss through the entire episode. <laughs> The Doppler, yeah. the nitrous Doppler. Anyway, let me get back okay. to the celebration. Okay. Let's get back to the Bob Weir celebration. So I'm going to say beat it on down the line is like that's – I'll listen to that right now. Like you know what I'm saying? Like, okay, let's go around the circle. Brandon, what is your favorite Bob, Bobby song? You know, I really like New New Minglewood Blues. That's with – that, Which one is Born that? in the yeah. Day, Raising a Lion's yeah. I, I love – I love that song. It's oh, kind of cheesy br- lyrics, like but one? I like the guitar working. I love Jerry solos in it. I love that. It's okay. a badass song. And then whenever he, he's at a different city, okay. you know, the in San Francisco, the girls know what to do. And, oh, yeah. You know, it's just like, it's kind of, you know, it's Bobby. You know, <laughs> he's being this little rocker guy, you know. <laughs> We're do that and all again. the girls do like, that again. Oh, in San Francisco. And all the girls like, yeah. Do that again. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> And it's just, it's just like, I I'm like, yes, I you know, that. like at that moment, I'm like, I could be Bobby, but, but you know, like everyone, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> all right, James, what's your oh, first pick? What's your number one? Bobby uh, song? I, I mean, I, I have a lot of Bobby songs that I love. Uh, just right, pick, pick one. Two, one I can't Passenger. Pick Cause we just yeah, mentioned it good. and lazy lightning. Supplication. Yes, that's, that's good. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna go with the most important Bob song, which is probably is did Bobby yeah. write? That's it for the other one. I know, right? And, and that was the first song he Girl. wrote. Like, incredible. Yeah. Seriously, yeah. yeah. Incredible! What an incredible song! And the two from the vault. Yeah. Other one is fucking bananas. 
Did that make me a rube? <laughs> no. Did I take the two from the vault. I mean, version? it was a it was a bootleg recording before it was you know before it was a two from the vault release. Yeah. So you know it's. Not like and you were like talking about skeletons it. from the closet, which that isn't even <laughs> it isn't even on that. So you know what I've really been. I think last episode yeah, I, think we I all talked had about that album first. You know, or <laughs> I talked yeah, to... that was my introduction. Yeah, that was my introduction to Grateful Dead. I've been really enjoying uh, playing in the band jams lately, like deep early seventies, seventy three, seventy four, playing in the band jams. Like getting lost, that and Eyes of the World jams. I've been super stoked on those lately. Like getting super psychedelic out there. uh, I'm stoked on those lately. So, anyway, well, uh, you know, you know, I always hated Eyes of the World. That is weird. Isn't that just so weird? I I don't know if I. I You know what I really hate. I have moments where I really periods of time where I really like a song and then I'm like, eh, and then I might like it again. Like, I'm not a big fan of Looks Like Rain right now. And I, when I was younger, I loved it. I thought it was like the greatest Street song. Cats making love. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't like Looks Like Rain. What I hate more than anything is Branford Marsalis. Wow, in really? World. It's like, <clears throat> it was 1990. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. I I love, I love, I love hating. We just need a list to show of like who Dave doesn't like when it comes to music. It's a long, it's a long, long it's show. Long, I, yeah, yeah. I've got, I've got, I've, I've got serious problems. Your fans, oh, that, I think there will be some. We're hoping to get some crossover here. Yeah, you might, yeah. we might have blown that one out of the water, but that's okay. No, I'm sure we will. I think, uh, I, I think. I mean, I don't know if we have fans yet, but I think that the people four that people that listen to this may have a, <laughs> yeah, I think may have a tendency towards uh, contrarianism. So I think we'll be all right. I think you'll fit right in the pocket. You no, haven't no, put no, out our yet. first episode yet. We were going to release our first episode, which you're number two, by the way. We were going to release episode one this week, but nice. Kevin got pneumonia. He 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 went up and got pneumonia. So no, we put it off. I a know week. it's just like whatever, dude. Experience. Come on. Come on. Oh, on it, Give me a break. <laughs> oh, poor me. Did, did you have endocarditis It's not before? COVID. I don't want to hear about no. it. Oh, yeah. We should have him on here uh, to tell his story sometime. He had endocarditis. He had uh, the last rites read to, read to him by a it's priest. San Francisco general. SF general. Kevin. Yeah. Who did? Yeah. Yeah. No way. That's our producer, Grandpa Kev. Oh, boy. We're talking about. He was way, way, you way. Can, you can reach him at Grandpa, what was I Grandpa Kev say? at alwaysahootstudios.com. He was a. Uh... Back in the day when, when we. I yeah. talked about the dead a lot on Dopey. You know, like, and we would bring in. I brought in everybody that I could get, basically, from Dead World. Uh, and somebody wrote me that they were, like, best friends with Donna. And that she was interested wow. in coming on, and then I never, and then I never heard from them again. Uh, that would be a hard. Yeah. I, I, I like Donna, talk but she Pete. talks on the you know good old I mean? Grateful Dead podcast. I like her when she comes on. She's, I mean, sometimes it's it's hard to listen to her singing, but it's like I like her stories. I like when she's on the show. She's, you know, she seems like a super nice. She seems like a sweet, yeah, very sweet woman. woman. I would want yeah. to talk about just her background in the music industry. Like she sang, didn't she sing I think on so. the? She did some stuff in Motown, didn't she? She like did a lot of stuff for um, for yep. Elvis. She she was a backup singer for Elvis. Uh, yeah, I think she 
she was out of Muscle Shoals, right? Uh, which was, what was that, um, the famous rhythm section? I forget what they were called. Oh, Wrecking Crew. The Wrecking Crew, not to be confused with Fast Eddie and Rack. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, Dead Tour Wrecking Crew, Rainbow Family Wrecking Crew. But Wrecking Crew, the r- rhythm section that held it down for Muscle Shoals uh, recording studio in Muscle Shoals, Alabama. Which is also coincidentally where Jason Isbell is from. I don't know if you guys are into Jason Isbell or not, but mm-hmm. he was in Drive By Truckers for a while, and now he's got this huge solo career with both Jason Isbell in the 400 unit, and then his wife Amanda Shires, who's really hot and really <laughs> talented and awesome. Anyway, they're just a cool. No, he was. I went to this event in in Utah. They like. They like. I don't know. They wanted me to, I interviewed Anders Osborne at this event right. and I interviewed, uh, the, the, the manager of Aerosmith at this event. And, uh, but I got COVID right before the event. And the night that we got there, there was a very fancy dinner, uh, in park city that Anders played an acoustic. I'm sorry that, um, Jason Isbell played an acoustic set at beforehand. And I was just getting over my sickness and I didn't go. And that's when I could have harangued wow. him to come on Dopey. And then the next day he did a, he did a, a talk about mm-hmm. John Prine with, uh, with Warren Haynes. And Warren, Warren Haynes said he'd too. come on Dopey. But I, I don't know how to get a hold of him. I, he's not sober. Jason Isbell is sober. I don't know how to get a hold of him. But he did a really cool yeah. – Jason Isbell is totally He'd sober. be a great guest. Um, but, yeah, it would, it would be, it'd be a hard guest to get. Who? You know who we have? You know who we have tomorrow? Uh, really? DMC no from Run DMC. You guys got some wow. great guests. Yeah, I haven't yeah, listened. Yeah, yeah. I haven't listened yeah. for a while. Yeah. I need to listen to Here catch up. <laughs> Jesus, Brandon. I've been so busy. <laughs> fuck. I got. Man. I did get those. I did get those. Dude, um, you should listen that, to last that, week. That, those shirts out to that girl that came over here for tour. She's managing that tour. That you sent me the message about. I got some stuff out. Yeah, Carly, it shipped to her. She got him today in New uh, York. Carly. So. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Dude, you should listen to really? the new one. The new one is Who's fucking one? serious dopey. It's a dopey business. It's like it's this comedian named Chloe LeBranch and this kid that I've named Fentanyl J. But it's like it's serious debauched shit. Like uh Chloe tells a story about being in sobriety but getting treated with ketamine, but they're giving her the IV ketamine. And like she's like fucking nodding out on the ketamine on her phone. And the doctor's like, get off your phone, Chloe. And she's like, give me another shot. It's like, she's hasn't she? But the J yeah. story. Yeah. 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 She's funny. And she was on DopeyCon. She, she like, she did a stand-up act at DopeyCon, but Jay is this fentanyl dealer from my town, uh, you know, he's going to think. He told a story about eating a Xanax, right? He's like, he's like kicking fucking fentanyl, right? He's in Long Island, kicking fentanyl, waiting for this sentencing. And he's, and he, somebody gave him a half a Xanax and he takes, the, he, this is what he says on the show. He goes, he goes, I took the half a Xanax, but then I realized I wasn't a fucking bitch. So I took the oh other half God. and then he's like, he's like, and then he's like, he's like, so I grabbed my Glock. This is Jay. He grabs his Glock and he's like, I want to go to McDonald's. 
So he goes to the McDonald's drive-thru and he's wearing a brand new light blue champion hoodie. And he's talking to the box at McDonald's with the fucking Glock in his lap. And he's like, let me get two strawberry banana smoothies and two chocolate chip cookies. And then he goes, and fucking heat them up. He cocks the pistol and he's going to heat them up. And then he drives away, crashes the car, like crashes the car into some huge flower pot at Target. He has to bring his car to the, to the, the garage and he walks home firing his pistol in the air because he's just such a fucking yeah. train wreck. But the way he told it was really funny. Oh my it's God. really funny. No, no. He like, definitely I mean, doesn't know who Jerry Garcia is. Yeah. If he did, God he probably wouldn't him. be that way. You know, you know. So right, right. I, I, we I did totally promise, agree. We did promise that we would talk about war because you mentioned you know like is there a community at shows of sober people? So I think we'd be remiss to not talk about war frats, right? So. Um, so yeah, there's a community of sober, you know, uh, uh, concert goers, sober deadheads at these shows that mostly stick together and <clears throat> hold uh, hold a meeting at set break, right? So uh, offering traction in an otherwise slippery environment is kind of the tagline, right? So um, mm. yeah, a little traction, right? Traction. Because I mean, what a fucking place to try to stay sober, right? In the middle of like a drug-induced circus you know, a uh, psychedelic carnival, right? Uh, stay sober in that. Like that's, it's quite a feat, right? So to have other uh, friends and community uh, also sober for support, I think is pretty rad, right? So well, I, I don't, I mean, I don't want to speak more of that. We'll have Don Bryan on sometime and he can give us the, the, the history and, you know, go into the whole thing. But uh, it's been cool too, knowing that it's like a lifeline, Right. Yeah. Like that I, I've used many times, you know, uh, whether I've felt uh, shaky or not. Right. But just having somewhere to go just to put a little extra money in the bank, so to speak. Right. Like, OK, what am I doing with myself? Because I go into a lot of shows alone. Right. And I hang out by myself and I move around. And I do this and that and I go where I feel comfortable. And sometimes if I'm just not feeling comfortable, I'll go fucking post up at a table. Right. Or I'll make sure that I make a meeting, especially being on the road from show to show to show doing most of a tour or something, you know, I'll make sure to hit the meeting. It's like the one thing that I can look forward to, you know, how do they do it? How do they do the standing meeting? Up. Is it standing up? Is it sitting down? Like where do no, it's, it's an hour anywhere from, you know, 20 minutes, 20 minutes or so. So, uh, the symbol for the wharf rats is a yellow balloon, right? And that's inside a show. You, you look for the yellow balloon. And there'll be yellow balloons hanging on the wall or from a table or whatever. And that's where you'll know that war frets are. And now we have these stickers too, right? This yellow stickers say one show at a time that a lot of war frets will wear to signify to other war frets, hey, there's, we're, we're everywhere. We're here, right? And everybody knows, or most people know, to meet at set break uh, for a meeting, right? And then you just gather around and there's a table and then somebody will lead the meeting and just kind of open it up and then you kind of toss this yellow balloon around, right? And you catch it and then you speak for a minute and then you throw the balloon up in the air. The next person to catch it just speaks for however long, right? 10 seconds, 30 seconds, whatever. How is it quality wise? 
Like, how is the meeting quality wise? Does it go from city to city or something? Some are actually good. I mean, it's you know, it's just real quick. It's just a check in, basically. It's a check in, right? So, and yeah, depending, it's it varies, you know, and it depends on how bad you need it, right? Or so. Where Mostly does that guy Thailand. live, Don? Yeah, he lives in Thailand now. He's really? here in the States right now for the Tucson Gem Show because, you know, he, he's a vendor also. Jewelry, some clothing, lots of silver work, uh, working with some gems. So Grateful Don's is his business. So, Oh, I'm sure. Oh, is yeah. he going to be yeah. around for that at City Field business? He, he's gotta, already agreed to be on your podcast. He's like, yeah, absolutely. So he's down. All right, good. 100%. You just need to reach out to him and make it happen. So, no, I just have okay. to do it in person. Like, that's there my new thing. I'm just doing it in person. That's awesome. DMC came to my dad's. Your dad still lives in Chelsea, How did that right? Happen? He's still in Chelsea. Yeah, with DMC. Yeah. How did it happen? Uh, I met him at I met wow. him at Park City at that show. <clears throat> And then, uh, and I, I mean, he's, he works with that Aerosmith manager guy, you know? Um, and, uh, and then I was just, I, I didn't let up until I got him on the show because I, yeah, I grew up listening to Run DMC, Run DMC and Beastie you know, Boys and the Fat Boys were my first, my first, uh, rap artists that I listened to. He, he, he's a solid alcoholic. You know what I mean? Like he's a serious alcoholic. He doesn't do twelve step though, but um, but uh, Warfrats like I never went to um, I never went to any meetings at any shows ever, but I'm very interested in it. And like I think you guys like there's this. Have you ever heard of the organization? Um, I think mm, they're I called think so. Backline. Like they're setting up like look up Backline because they're trying to offer support to people in these scenes. And I'm connected with them if you want to do anything with them. And I really think you should have uh, Katie Bates on. Katie Bates is a yeah. dopey fan who did. Yeah, who she's did messaged me. She, she runs like, the dopey the, uh, Facebook years. group, right? Katie Bates? No? That's somebody else? No. Okay. No. She's just in it. She's just in it. Katie is incredibly helpful to uh, for me with the Patreon Zooms. But she runs a couple of the dopey Zooms. She's a, a stalwart member of the Dopey Nation, and she's a friend of mine. And she's like a crazy deadhead, and she loves cool. Bobby. Yeah, even. connect us. She loves it all. Let's yeah, yeah, I'll, awesome. I'll message her. She's yeah, she bought. Yeah, Brandon's connected. I think you she should, did. Okay. I think she did James, buy some you should get stuff her from us from Always a Hoot. And she's like, "Aren't you yeah. guys the same guys that do?" I was like, "Yes." And she's like, "I thought so. I thought so." <laughs> Cool. I think I remember. Yeah, it was in the early days. Like it was almost like two years ago. It was like right when we first started with the old site, the big big cartel site. But just to we were a completely different company. I know, but just to expand on, um, you know, like my experience with Wharf Rats and all that stuff is like I never went to any of these things without until James, you know. But but then again, with my my seventeen years of huge amount of um spirituality just zooming around me it's hard for me to like <laughs> think that i really need anybody else except right. you know my higher power and you know it's just i come to these places Jesus and people are like brandon it's so nice to see you. i'm like oh my gosh you guys how are you you know is everything okay and it's just <laughs> you know when I, when i when i was younger and and 
uh, in the early '90s, going to shows, and believe me, sobriety was the last. Oh, I know. Thing this is like my, fucking. My you're mind, insane. Right? And I would see, I would see Wharf Rats, and I don't know if I ever gave it much attention or thought other than, what the fuck? Why would anybody <laughs> want to be sober? You How know, can you deal like, with yourself? I couldn't wrap my head around it, and I didn't spend a lot of time trying to wrap my head around it. It just wasn't even a consideration. Yeah. Um, and then you know, getting sober, getting sober, and and. 2000, the first time I did, and being sober for five years, I was still outside of that world. I, I, I wasn't ready to go back, and I was still facing like some prison time, and I just wasn't. I, I think I thought I needed to stay away, and I did. And then, whatever, getting sober again this second time in 2015, two days after Dave, uh, it was a revelation to me. Going back to it was actually I went and saw Bobby during his campfire shows at the will turn in LA. Uh, and I was sober a few months sober and I w- brought a sober friend with me. And then the realization of, Oh yeah, wharf rats is a thing. Like, okay, cool. Like I can do, cause I was like, I, I I'm too new. Like I can't imagine going to shows sober. Like it would be so awkward and uncomfortable realizing that wharf rats was a thing. It gave me a little more confidence to go. And then of course the, participating in vending at shows, you know, made it even more so, you know, I delved in a little deeper, but I think just having that knowledge that wharf rats were a thing and that there was support at the shows kind of sealed the deal for me. Like, okay, yeah, I'm going to go to shows again because I don't have to worry so much about being alone out on this Island by myself. Yeah. Well, and I think, I think it's and James. I think it's a valid point too. It's yeah, like it's when we started doing this and you went out on tour and stuff, it's still kind of early recovery. You had like five years, you know, and it's, it's a, it's, it's one thing to be there with a group of people or with me or someone else. This is like support right there. But when you're by yourself in these situations yeah. and there's frustration and you're so tired and everything's long, long, long hours, hours and you're exhausted. just like, fuck yeah. this, man, I could really, I could really dig a fucking beer in a joint right now or something, you know, or something like that. And then it just, bam, it's gone, you know? So I think it's, well, you just get worn down yeah, totally. And, it, and it, you yeah. just keep getting offered and you're just like, fuck it, dude. But it's just, it's just, I think that's what's you know, like, like you were just saying, it's just such a powerful tool for people like yeah. us. You know, it's like, I was fortunate. Like I hadn't even been to a big show like that until I went with James at Riverbend. And I mean, I've been around a lot of sh- drugs and stuff. It's clean, but it's just like I'm at to a point where it doesn't affect me at all. I'm just like, whatever, you know, whatever's going on, you know. But it was such an amazing experience, and I'd never been to a, a wharf rat meeting before. So I went to like one, like Kevin was chatting with uh, one in San Francisco at an AA meeting called the Wharf Rats. You know, like you go there, it's an actual meeting, mm-hmm. you know. But I mm-hmm. that experience, and then my friend Brendan, who I used to use with for years, friends of Trace, a huge deadhead. You know, he's at the shows. I see him. James became friends with him. So we've got this little community that is just full of people that are looking out for each other. And it's and, it, and it's I, I find it so much more spiritual than any time I was on L. You know what I'm saying? Like when we were at City Field on the floor dancing to like Terrapin Station, even though it was John Mayer seeing it. It was amazing. It was an amazing experience. I was totally in a mm-hmm. different place, and I had nothing mm-hmm. in my system, nothing, and I was perfectly happy with everything going on. 
It's so much better. It's so much more amazing. I remember every second of the show. Yeah. I remember every second of the rain pouring on us and our stuff floating away down in the parking lot. I remember all the stuff. But it's that's those are the funny stories. I don't have to hear the story like, oh, no. Do you know what you guys did last night? Uh, you guys know what you did on the lot last I, night? It just, <laughs> you know, like It's not that. I wouldn't be able to do it. No, I can't do my, it. My re- recovering from that kind of, especially the way that I used, oh. there's no way that I'd be able to k- keep picking myself up and going on the next day, let alone vending and you know <laughs> having to like, ditch all the stuff and sell the car. And be responsible. No fucking way. I wouldn't be able to do it. Um, you know, another great thing too, I, I, I want to say about the meetings too, that I think this is super important. Um, it, it's a great... <clears throat> you know, you've got a lot of years, uh, the range of a lot of years at these meetings, and you got people that are showing up for the first time, and you got people checking it out, and you got the whole gamut, right? People that have been sober 30 some, 40 years. You got people that are like, are maybe needing, I don't want to say needing, but could possibly use sobriety, right? Like, you, there's an attraction. They're like, oh, what is this? And you know what I mean? Uh, and people that are new and that are struggling that are like, fucking, thank God you're here. I mean, even for me, sometimes like, thank God you're all here so that I can be here because I wouldn't be here without you. And I'm enjoying this more than I ever have in my life. And it's all because I'm sober and I have this lifeline here. Right. Like, and, and frequent interaction with newcomers, like that's a thing, right. That's an important thing. So you get all of it. Right. I think it's also just great that, like I said before, I get so bored. It would be something to do. There'd be yeah. a lot of like you get to meet some people, and 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 you, and you, and the currency yeah. isn't what this you're is not doing. It's what you are uh, doing. Together. I wanted to so I think that's real awesome. quick. Sorry, I want to say something else about that, but real quick, I want to play something for Dave. You ready for tons of steel? No, it's not that, but uh, <laughs> I guess. Shit, I rewound it too much. I'm going to tell a quick story. Uh, remember Philly, Brandon? Yeah. Two years ago, summer tour, oh my Philly. God. Uh, you know, a lot of pressure. We were in debt. You know, it was the beginning of the tour. It was only the second show of that tour. Um, we had a ton of stuff. My helper wasn't very helpful. Uh, I made a bad judgment call and got in line late to get into the lot. Didn't get a spot on shakedown, got set up late. There was some crazy storm coming through, uh, getting set up. Rain came like fucking buckets, bunch of shit got, uh, soaked, a uh, bunch of dye ran all over the place. Uh, I had somebody annoying calling me, asking me ridiculous questions. I got pissed. I was frustrated. Uh, I start and I'm standing there screaming on, on the phone at this guy asking me questions about money that whatever. I'm totally overreacting. Right. I'm stressed about all this stuff. I'm yelling at this guy on the phone. I look up and there's this double rainbow. Right. And I'm like, I'm not going into the show. Fuck it. Up. Fuck this. I'm not going into the show. And I had to remind myself. I, I I see this double rainbow as I'm screaming at this guy on the phone and I had to check myself like, what the fuck am I doing? What am I doing? I'm, I'm making an ass of myself screaming on the phone. There's this double rainbow in the sky. I'm talking about not going into the show, like pause, take a breath. And I'm like, okay, fuck it. Going to the, st- the show, just going in just so that I can get a meeting. Like clearly I need a meeting of some sort, right? I'm going in just for the war for at me. Well, that's awesome. 
anyway, it ended up being an amazing show. I it was cathartic. I was able to fucking exhale and it was less stressed. And but just having that purpose of the meeting, anyway, that was my point. Yeah, I think that's incredible. I think we lost Brandon. We did. I'm trying to get this song to a certain place that it's just for you. I'll bring this back just in time. Sorry, guys. Okay, ready? Hold on. I just I had to um I had to put a hotspot up, man. My internet's strong and then just falls. <laughs> I don't know what's going I on. Bring the speaker closer. Uh, I just want to make sure you guys can hear this clearly. Um, let me know if you can hear it, not hear it. What? Make sure. No. You hear it okay? It's just for you, Dave. Donna. I know it's coming. (laughs) Just for you, buddy. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, I think they needed better monitors for her. She just tried too hard, I think. I think she just went she just went for it a little too hard. Uh, I don't know if I shared last time, but I think I think she, her 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 vocals fit great in a lot of songs. I think uh, that part of playing not so much, and um, I forget where else. But <laughs> a friend of mine has suggested her theory that uh, what they were looking for was. Uh, Janis Joplin style vocals. You know, they were good friends with Janis. Janis had just passed. You know, they kind of wanted some Janis style vocals, maybe. And but that's not Donna. Well, it's nobody. So, I anyway. mean, the idea that that doesn't sound right to me because I think if anybody knew that no one was capable of delivering Janis style vocals, it was Jerry. You know what I mean? The Janis right. is one in a right, million. Right. You know. Uh, I don't know. Like, I, I honestly, I think Donna seems like a really nice person. Like, I agree with Brandon on on um, good old Grateful Dead cast. She's awesome and super sweet. But I cannot think of a song that I want to hear her on. Maybe, I mean, not one. <laughs> I can't think of one song where I was happy to hear her on it. Can you? Give me uh, one. I, yeah, I like her on Let It Grow. I like her on The Music Never Stopped. Um, Music Never I think Stopped. she just adds a little bit of, like, it. backing vocals. With, yeah, uh it's a good fit you know when it's tame when it's not so screeching i think she's saying backups you know where i liked her i liked her on the backups on a mississippi half step when she's way in the back Mm. ooing and eyeing that's all right when the harmony is okay that's all right uh and she seems like a very nice coffee and she's not on the stage yeah yeah yeah, yeah, when she's when she's when she's when she's getting coffee for the band When she's when yeah. she's dusting the amps <laughs> off, that she's perfect. Vacuuming up. the rugs on the stage. Come on, Donna. Let's when get she it when she's serving when she's serving vegetarian burritos and grilled cheese, that's the Donna I like. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh, the greatest Grateful Dead joke I ever heard. You ready? Stella Blue. Hey, she needed the money. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Whatever happened to him? Who Rodney? No, uh, uh, the Ice Man, Dice Man, Andrew Dice Clay. I I waited. I waited on my cats as ones. Yeah, really? he's awesome. Speaking was of cool? cats, yeah, he was yeah, really yeah, yeah, yeah. He was awesome. I just got an email from cats. That's good. Something about pastrami for Valentine's Day. 
<laughs> I'm on the marketing email. No, okay, there's a joke here. Pastrami for Valentine's Day. <laughs> Kibasa. There's, there's a joke here somewhere. You, did, you don't think that's uh, I'm not getting it. Funny? Not, my friend, uh, my friend, my friend. I have this friend who's like crazy guitar player, crazy deadhead, and and like kind of like likes to be funny. Uh, and he came up with the Stella Blue. She needed the money. And I honestly think about that joke every day and wonder if there is some dead tour <laughs> comedian who does that bit. Does anyone do that bit? I've never heard it. We could make yeah, it a shirt. It. I mean, that reminded me of the, you know, uh, uh, what was it? Little Bo Peep? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Jack and Jill went, hey, she needed the money. Yeah, yeah, yeah whatever. <laughs> yeah, forgive me. That's what it made me think of. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think uh, um, this has been incredible, guys. I really appreciate uh, you having me on. It's been a major, major. What, wait, wait. What are you saying? Have... All right. Did you have to go? You got to go somewhere? <laughs> yeah, I got, I, got, I, got, I got a lot of work to do. I got a lot of work okay. to do. Okay. So we appreciate you coming back on, too. And again, we'll have to do round three when you show up in your Bobby Short shorts, getting ready to dance for the City Field, right? You're, you wear the Bobby Short shorts in, the, in our booth. No, City Field Park. No, I dance in the streets. I've rescinded the Bobby shorts, and I probably won't even dance. I'm too self conscious. Oh, I'm just so self conscious. Okay, well, I'll tell you what. How about you what, come to the, uh, the Warfare of... meeting with us? Huh? Come in the show, hang out in the show, and we do the Warfare meeting. How about that? No, I would love to do that. And I, I'll try That's to undoable. dance. I'm not. Cool. I'm not saying I won't dance. Okay. I won't wear short shorts. But I might dance. I wouldn't really expect yeah, you to. Okay. But I do have some questions uh, to, to lead us out. All right, I have a list Good. of questions. I asked most of them last time, so I've got a couple questions. other ones that. Okay, cool. <clears throat> so, again, where were you Saturday night? Some of these. <laughs> uh, what's the what, what what's the routing number for your bank account? Uh, <laughs> you know, short answers or long, whatever. Right, it's up to you. Uh, Favorite Grateful Dead offshoot? You mentioned J Rad earlier. Um, do you do you ever delve into any of the other ones, the other ones, or uh, further, or the Dead, or conversely, do you have a favorite Grateful Dead tribute band? No, I don't. Yeah. I'm gonna say uh, no. I don't. I don't. I, I, I'm gonna say the Jerry. Does does uh, does uh, Garcia Grisman count? Sure. I'll go, I'll go Jared, Garcia yeah, Grisman. Okay. <laughs> I like Jerry uh, This is a very yeah, serious question. <laughs> I'm going to need you to to give this some real thought and and um And hold on, I just want I just want I just want to answer the other question a little bit more deeply that I honestly don't know the music. I I, I could say I love J-Rad more than Dark Star or whatever. I don't know Dark Star Orchestra well enough to really comment on it and and i don't know okay, further versus the dead versus dead and company enough to pick one and and, and speak like i know about it because i don't I, okay. I i love the garcia That's grisman honest. records and i do like jerry i like garcia grisman more than jerry band i like garcia grisman more than olden in the way and i like jerry's solo hmm. records but i'm going garcia grisman on this thing because i don't garcia want i don't want to i don't i'm not putting anything down i just don't want to speak yep. when i don't know Okay. Yeah, that's honest. Okay, that's fair. And there's no wrong or right answers. So, uh, we're oh. big Grisman fans too. We're gonna we're gonna try to get Monroe Grisman and uh, Sam Grisman on on the show. Nice. Okay, very serious question. Take a minute, breathe if you need to. But I, I, I'd like an answer from the heart. Okay. Okay. Search deep, deep if you need to. 
<clears throat> if we started a band and everyone in the band had to wear Bobby short shorts, what instrument would you play? Uh, I'd either play guitar or harmonica. Okay, right up front. All right, I like it. Well, he's he's a guitar player, so it's kind of like a Rorschach uh, uh, question, right? Are you behind the drums? Or are you hiding behind a piano? Oh, playing the shorts? tambourine. I, I mean, like, I don't want to wear short shorts. I mean, I like playing piano, but I'm a better guitar player. I'm a better harmonica Listen, Dave, player. do you want to be in our band or not? Okay, not not so. that much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, so you're yeah. wearing short shorts. Do you shave your legs or not shave your legs? No, definitely not. Okay, no Come on. We know legs. about Big Bird. No shave legs. Let's do it. Uh, Why would you I mean, shave? James, would you shave your legs if you wore short shorts? I would not. No. How could you? No, I wouldn't Who, shave my legs. There's what no if you were? What if I you was, were in a cycling race in the Tour de France? Well, was, would you? Would you shave your legs? The tour, then? Front, tour de France. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe I'd shave my legs. All the tattoos no on his legs would slow him down. <laughs> no level of competition less than the Tour de France would I shave my legs for? How about that? I think that's fair. Unless Megan said to. Okay. Megan's going to, she said something this morning about the mustache. So I'm going to see how many more times before she starts getting pissed. That I, need to... I don't get that. I get back hair. Your back hair is a problem, Brandon. I'm like, okay. Uh, thankfully, I don't have any back hair. But Kevin wanted me to ask you if my Bob Weir style facial hair makes you uncomfortable. Dave. Me? No, I think it looks good. Yeah. I think he's just busting your balls. Okay. I like it. Uh, name two bands. Thank you. Name two bands that you're currently listening to, non Grateful Dead related or just non Grateful Dead. What that I'm just like listening to in general? Yeah, what are two bands you're like listening to uh, lately these days? I mean, like, dude, I'm like, I'm old, man. I, I listen to like Jim Croce and Bob Marley and fucking, okay. you know, that's what I listen to. I, I, okay. I honestly am listening to Bob Marley at a cataclysmic record right now. Like, that's all I'm there's listening no, to. There's no wrong time or amount to listen to Bob Marley. So so this morning, did you listen to any music this morning? Yes. What did you listen to? That I new Taylor Swift album is pretty Re awesome. Huh? I listened to Revolution by Bob Marley. I listened okay. to oh. Who the Cat Fit by Bob Marley. I listened to Zimbabwe by Bob Marley. I Zimbabwe to, is awesome. I listened to those songs, you know, the spiritual cool. stuff. Uh, what's your favorite thing about New York City? Everything. It's my. It's, it's like I, it's it's where I'm from. You know, I I, I the people. I, I, but the, but also just the, I just love New York. It's where I'm from. It's part of it's me. A great place. Uh, San Francisco or Los Angeles? San Francisco. San Francisco. Okay. That, that, that's that's a right answer. But that's you could right say answer. hell or Los Angeles, and I'll say hell. <laughs> <laughs> I, I used to dig on, I used to bag on LA too until I spent a good amount of time down there. And I, I like, uh, I like a lot of aspects of Los Angeles. I, do. I lived in LA I love for eight down years. That way. I lived there for eight years and uh, I recently went back there and I had a, a traumatic reaction. A flat, like, like I, 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 oh, wow. I, it freaks me out in LA, but anyway, it doesn't matter. I, I had a lot of bad times there. Do you have any, any part that you like? You're like, I, I like, um, no, the airport, leaving, Silver Lake, go back or, to New York, or no? no okay, no, not really. Uh, you like to ride the fucking what the, the whatever ride at, at uh, 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 come Disneyland. on, help me out here. Uh, Santa Monica, no, Santa Monica, Santa Monica Pier. No, I man, I don't like any of it. I don't like no. any. Of it. I like I like okay. Venice. If I, like I was to pick anything, it would be Venice, and I don't even like Venice. 
Have you been to Venice lately? It's like Google bought Venice. It's no, I haven't been there. I haven't been there in a long time. But I don't like any yeah, of it. It's not like the same. It, it makes me that place makes me nervous. Like LA makes me fucking because I kicked there so many times. Like it's just uh, not. It's not a good. I, I was high there for eight years. It was not a good experience. I got you. All right, last question. <clears throat> I crashed a ton of cars there. It's just it's bad. <laughs> to patchouli or not, or to not patchouli. 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 No patchouli. 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 Yeah, yeah. All right. Cool. Okay. I like Dave, patchouli. Dave, thanks. I and I want to just suggest you everybody, if you're looking for a TV show to watch, The Last of Us. I want to watch okay. that, but like my wife controls what we want. Like she's like, no, I gotta go to bed. We can't watch anything crazy. It's gonna. Be, I'm like, okay, so I guess it's really it. good. I Is heard it? Tracy was like, I was crying. I was like, oh it's great, really, really good really good we, we watched the first two seasons of the white lotus or white i lotus, love that whatever. show that's, that's a good show i didn't watch the second season yet i should just it's watch good. that it's first good. season We're i enjoyed it. it's really good and michael imperioli is on it yeah he is yeah they're in um he was the dopey guest james yeah one of, our greatest, one of our greatest dopey guests really and he my went dad, to my dad really? he went to my dad's house too really Oh, we I remember it. that. I remember we that. Did what it. happens we, at your dad's house? I, I we I give oral sex and stuff. Oh, uh, <laughs> but uh, we reenacted. <laughs> All right, Opie show scene over there. Me and Michael Imperioli reenacted one of my favorite Soprano scenes together. It was what incredible. Scene? It was the that's, scene that's where that's books. Wow, where Christopher is in the car with the junkie and he's paying. I the remember junkie this. Off I remember with heroin. Yes. Uh, cause the junkie like went and killed somebody for Christopher and Christopher was like, I don't have that much cash. So I paid you half in, in heroin. And the junkie's like, that's cool. And then the junkie's like, do you mind if I shoot up in the car? And Christopher's like, no, that's all right. And then Christopher relapses with the junkie. You know, he's like, he's like, I don't know. I remember this. I remember and this. Me and, and me episode. and Michael Imperioli did, did the scene together. And Michael Imperioli didn't want to do it, but then he agreed to do it if I played Christopher and he played the junkie. <laughs> Did you do it on, on the episode or was yeah. this off air? Yeah. No, it was, just, yeah, was, it was awesome. just me and him before I blew him. He just did it for fun. <laughs> no, it was on yeah. the show. <laughs> Jesus. Did you blow him on air or off, off air? <laughs> no, that was totally just – that was after the show. That was after. Yeah, that was just for shit. role games. playing. You're bonus. like, we're going to do some role playing. Content. That was just for pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> just for the patreon subscribers exactly that was the patreon uh, blowjob yeah exactly <laughs> that should be our our, our sixth level of uh, uh we have patreon six levels that we'll make the that the 13th head. level that's the that's seventh the level is head. head right exactly all right cool God. cool but, but uh from dave it'll be from dave no i only right, blow people on my patreon I'm not uh, okay. always a, on dead tour tail Patreon. No fucking way. Unless I get we'll a bunch of merch. Unless I get a bunch of hoodies. If I could get a bunch of hoodies, then I'd pay consider you I'd consider hundred percent. It's a deal. All right. All right. Dude, thank you. Thanks for being a uh, uh tell us tell us one more time uh for the road. Dopey podcast, where can we find all your lay out all your information for us? Just you know, for, if you for listen our to listeners. podcasts for, if you listen to podcasts where you listen, you write Dopey, and I'm sure it'll come up. Or you can Google Dopey Podcast, or you can go to dopeypodcast.com. 
Subscribe, give good. him money, all, all those things. Uh, look, Buy look, merch. Look out for the look out for the foundation and all the good the foundation's going to do, right? Yeah, I mean, like, I just think uh, if you're interested, check out the show, and if you're not interested, don't. Go fuck yourself. I don't care. Do whatever you want. <laughs> all right. On that note, we'll call it Thanks, a day. Thanks, guys. Thank all you. Right, Have a good Thanks. rest of your day. You too. All right. Not sure what happened there at the end. Looks like we uh, everything fell apart at the end there, but oh well. We uh, we're winding down anyway. Dave, thanks so much for shooting the shit with us again in the studio. Uh, you're a great guest. Look forward to having you back again another time. Uh, and we really hope that you show up at City Field. So, and I'm pretty sure that this episode will air right around the time of the City Field shows in New York City. So. Uh, hopefully you're hanging out with us. We love, love to uh, do a show with you and, and check out the Warfare. So, okay. Uh, Dead Tour Tales is brought to you by your friendly neighborhood Dead Merch guys, always at Hoot Studios, James Donovan and Brandon Swine. Thanks to our behind-the-scenes help, our producer Kevin, Grandpa Kevin Kraken, and our editor-in-chief for Jailbird. And of course, as always, the Grateful Dad for being a soundtrack for our lives. Don't forget to check out our Dead Tour Tales merch at deadtortales.com. We have a couple killer designs by our friends and grateful artistic contributors, Ben Korn and Aaron Cadigan. Also, check out our other site, alwaysofhootstudios.com, where you'll find a wider array of Grateful Dead-inspired merchandise. Lastly, please check out our Patreon, where you can subscribe for a few measly pennies a month and have the opportunity to receive access to our bonus video footage, sticker packs, t-shirts, tote bag, an opportunity for a live call into the show, or even appear yourself on an episode to talk with us about your experience in the Grateful Dead. While this episode airs, we are currently out on tour with Dead & Company for the final tour. Look for us in a lot near you. We'll be at, uh, well, from the time of this episode, City Field, skipping Boston. We'll be Deer Creek, Boulder, The Gorge, and final shows in san francisco so come by say hey give us a high five bring burritos and buy some merch all right thanks for listening uh come back and check out next week's episode it's bound to be a hoot Shut down.